Shafiq, what's happening? Peace, Edmund. What's happening? What's happening? This is going to be a real quick stream. Uh, Lord Vell, uh, what did you check out in order on? I have not. I have not. Y'all got to bear with me. Roscoe, what's happening? Water Sniper is going to be a minute before I get to it, bro. Cameron Lewis, what's happening? Papa, what's going on? It's all good. It's all good. 20 grand. Decisions. What's happening? Illmatic. Illmatic's in the house. Yo, um, I'm, I'm, this is not going to be long. But I want to I want to discuss this uh, this short story anthology series. Uh, Netflix Netflix is whooping ass, um, whooping ass. Joe Green, I just started watching that show. It, it, yes, okay, I'm here to answer your your questions. Nairo, hey sugar, Rebel Zoe was having to BSG in the house. Yes, do you guys think the big wigs in the media are going after MJ's kids? Um, uh, I mean it's possible, but. I'm not here for that. I'm here to discuss love, death, and robots. It's there's three episodes that really stood out. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna cover each one, not in great detail, but the three uh stories that stood out to me the most, especially episode number oh, I don't know the number, but Zima Blue. That is hands down my favorite uh, short story out of this series. So let's let's get into it, shall we? And the banana, hey, uh, water sign, but I appreciate. It. Oh, no, I saw good. I I tried to, I tried to, uh, you know, bring something different to the table. You know, Lorenzo, what's happening? Hurricane baby Jesus, hey, hey, we 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 chilling, we chilling. So let's get into it. The first episode is called Sunny's Edge, and um. You know, she's linked to her creature. Some guy wants her to lose. Honestly, I didn't care for it. Um, of course, the the main character it appears she's she goes both ways. But um, at the end, when they thought they killed the physical being, she was actually linked psychic psychically linked uh, to her creature. So she then she you know the creature got out got out of his shell or whatever and killed the antagonist whatever okay three robots this is funny three robots did y'all catch the underlying theme of that particular short story no you did not they were talking about ancestry the robots were talking about tracing tracing their ancestry I was just like, wow, they are so putting it out here. Black people, for those that like to call themselves black people, they are telling you what time it is. How is it you have a short story about three robots talking about tracing their ancestry? Okay. It's crazy. I liked it. Not one of the top three, but it. I caught what they were saying. Big B, what's happening? Monique, what's happening? Large Marge, what's happening? All right, so the third one, the third episode is The Witness. Basically, that's a time loop. It's a time loop episode. Uh, the one girl witnesses the one guy murder a girl, and then the guy sees her in an apartment window. He go, he starts to hunt her down. She's running for her life. And then the, at the end, uh, they fight over the gun. She kills a dude. Then another guy that looks just like him looks at her, and the, the process starts all over again. So that was a time loop. Uh, you know, I, it, it is what it is. The next episode was uh kind of interesting. The uh the farmers. 
Iron Five, what's happening, bro? I see uh, the farmers use mecha suits to defend their uh, their land against these creatures that come through a rift in some type of portal. Um, one of them dies, you know, being a hero, saving everybody else. Uh, they kill the big one, and uh, you know, it is what it is. The next episode called Sucker of Souls. This one, um, they uh, archaeologists discover, discover some ancient creature like a vampire. They say not he's, I guess, they're alluding to him being the vampire, the original vampire. Uh, they alluded to him being like the Vlad Tepe in, in this particular story because uh, they showed that the impaled heads, whatever. And, um, yeah, he kills everybody, right? And but he's afraid of cats. Go figure. Now, this one was interesting. It's called "When the Yogurt Took Over." Tyrese, I see you. What's going on, bro? Uh, hey, Cindy's in the chat. All oh, shit. Look out! If you haven't seen you on Netflix, I don't want to hear anything about Love and Robots. Man, listen, I'm gonna check out you, but Love, Death, and Robots, I I loved it. So when the yogurt took over, basically, scientists they do a, an experiment. They used bacillus, bactilium, you know, was the basis for yogurt. And by accident, the yogurt becomes sentient. Okay, this, this is a deep episode, y'all. This is a deep, deep episode. The yogurt becomes sentient. Okay, the yogurt tells the president, hey. We can fix all your problems. We can eliminate homelessness. We can eliminate the national debt. Okay. But you have to follow these strict guidelines. And they say, all we want is the state of Ohio. And they laugh at the yogurt. And the yogurt says, well, China promised us our own province. And they stopped, they stopped laughing. So they wouldn't gave, they went ahead and gave the yogurt the, the entire state of Ohio. Then they and then they said we're going to respect the humans' constitutional right that whoever resides in Ohio. So moving forward, the president um, they didn't follow the yogurt's very strict and very specific, precise plans to eliminate the national debt. So the entire country goes into a free fall. It's complete anarchy, except the state of Ohio. Okay, so now. Somehow negotiations, they agree to give control of the uh, of the uh, of the, the uh, of America to the yogurt. So the yogurt is running things. The yogurt <laughs> makes life better for all Americans in America. Everybody's flourishing. Nobody's hungry. Nobody's homeless. Nobody's broke. People are in better shape and better health. Okay. Then the yogurt decides, hey, you know what? Let's go see what else is out there. So the yogurt starts building um, th th these ships to go exploring elsewhere. And then the question is asked, well, wait a minute. Since the yogurt gave us a better life, what would happen to us if the yogurt is no longer here for us? Holy shit. It's implied once the yogurt leaves, life will go back to shit. 
you know, because of the yogurt gave them the, the, the answers and the order that they needed, that humans needed to 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 survive and thrive. Deep, deep, deep. That was a deep episode. Time keep. I see you, big dog. That's your feet. I'm from I'm from Ohio. That was a deep episode. I was like, wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Shogun, I hear I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so now we get to the next one's called the Beyond the Aquila Rift. This is like another time loop, space time continuum. Uh, they, there's a glitch in their navigation, and when they get to a certain jump point in in the, in their travels in space, uh, case in point, uh, they wake up hundreds of years in the future, but it's an alternate future because actually it's in their mind, right? And then the time skip. It's a weird episode. I thought it was it was crafty because once he realizes, hey, this is not real because one of his co- co-workers or her, the, the navigator was like, hey, man, she ain't real. Man, this is not right. Yada, yada, yada. So then he says to, the, to his, you know, his on again, off again girlfriend, he's like, look, this ain't real. Show me the real deal. This ain't this 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 reality is not the real. I want the real reality. So he gets the real reality. The real reality is he wakes up hundreds of years into the future. He is basically uh, a skeleton because he's he's starving. to. He hasn't eaten, whatever the case may be. There's trees and, and fauna growing all over the, the ship. Then this creature comes out. This, this, this spider centipede thing comes out. And then he, he screams and he wakes up. And then back in the time loop all over again. Crazy, 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 crazy. Now, this is the first of the three episodes that I genuinely, I genuinely liked above all. It's called Good Hunting. Okay. Good Hunting. This one, um, like it's uh, ancient, it was China before China became colonized, you know, from, from white people, whatever the case may be. Y'all know what I'm talking about, the history. So you have a, a, a father and a son. I don't want to say they're like Shaolin monks, but they're, uh, you know, they're very spiritual, whatever, right? So the father hunts these shapeshifters. Uh, they're called the Huli Jin. Okay. These are Chinese, or let's say, let's say Asian shapeshifters called the Huli, the Huli Jin. These are female women that turn into foxes, basically. Okay. Um, so the father's like, hey, man, we're about to kill this one. This one who Li Jing shows up. She's a pretty powerful one. And he's like, yo, throw this concoction on her before she changes so we can kill her. Of course, the boy's mesmerized by this. So, uh, well, the father and, and, and the Huli Jing, the head one, the leader, they get, they get into a fight. She's, you know, she's giving him, giving him that work, basically, right? Sword gets stuck. So then she goes to the boy. She says, oh, look at you. Oh, you're, you're such a handsome boy. And he's in, he's in, in, a, in a trance because she's so beautiful and just... He's like, I don't see the problem with this. She's a beautiful woman. And he's like, throw the, throw the concoction on her before she changes. So she's about to change. He throws it. And then the dad gets a sword and throws the, the, the grab, grabs the bucket, throws it on the, on the, on the uh, Huli Jean. So she transforms into a fox. She's like half woman, half fox at this point. So then they do the chase, right? The son at their lair captures a little fox. And he not knowing it's a shapeshifter, she changes in front of him and she's like, what? Why are you trying to kill us? What are you guys doing? Why? Why are you trying? To, why are you messing with us? And he's my, he's like, well, my dad said 
you got uh y'all did something to my you killed one of our family members way back when and yada 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 and she's like no y'all come up y'all came after us what ended up happening was one of his ancestors was so in love with the huli gene from past that he would cry every night and he would throw fits because he missed the huli gene woman so much that the past ancestor huli gene would go to the man just to shut him up that's what happened but shit got twisted right and somehow they blamed him they they blamed her ancestor for making him go crazy when he was just crazy in love with the thing okay so the head huli jing was like hey don't talk to him you know he he's a human he's dangerous so then as soon as she turns around here comes a father cups cuts off her head i was like ah damn right so then years grow, grow by uh the son grows up he's always had a thing for the huli jing because him and him and the young one that met prior, they go off to China together. They, you know, working with the white dudes and whatever the case may be. And uh, she, it, 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 it's, it's kind of a deep episode, so bear with me. So she does her, her thing. She hunts in her natural state, but it's getting harder for her to hunt. And he was like, well, you know, how was your, how was your hunt? And she said, well, I'm barely surviving. It's getting harder and harder to hunt. He's like, well, why? She said, well, because the man... And the steel and the iron, and they pollute the air, and it's harder for me to hunt. I was like, damn, that's pretty deep. Uh, so then she becomes like a, I don't want to say she, she's like, she's not a sex worker, but in the daytime, she's like a, a woman of uh, leisure. Okay. And so what he becomes an engineer, he helps run, the trains keep running, and you know, he gets, the white man kind of respects him because he they think he's a smart China man. You know how they say, "Oh, you're pretty smart for a China man," that type of shit. But he's highly, highly astute, highly, highly mechanical guy. So then the girl, the Huli Jean girl, this one aristocrat. Well, she the first their first rape attempt was three three guys, right? They first tried to rape her in the beginning when they're they're growing up. He's like, "Hey, leave her alone," whatever the case may be. So he saves her that first time. The second time. This aristocrat drugs her drink, and then he starts to, oh, my gosh. So then he puts her in this crazy-ass experiment. He cuts off all her limbs and basically makes her uh, a mechanical, bionic, half-woman, half-hooli-jean, half half-robot thing, right? She ends up killing the aristocrat that did it to her. I mean, her completely body, body is, met, you know, completely automated except for her head and face whatever so she goes to dude and she's like look this is what they did to me i can't transform right and he's like okay you know what let me do this let me do what i can to help alter and augment so that you can do what you need to do so years go by this dude is retrofitting all her parts builds her new parts whatever the case may be and 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 um he augments her to the point where she's able to shape shift Right. She's able to shapeshift in her metallic form. So what ends up happening is she shapeshifts and now she wants she wants revenge on those that, you know, cause her harm or that wish to cause harm on other women. So she turns into a mechanical fox with this huge, huge cat of nine tails. And he says to her, you know, before she leaves, you know, he says a uh, good hunting and she goes off. They go find these dudes. The first set of dudes she finds is the first guys to try to rape her. The first three guys. So she gets the, you know, she gets, she, she goes ham with these motherfuckers. All right, moving on to the next episode. 
this I didn't like per se. It's called the dump. Basically, this old man lives in a dump. The city wants to uh, build condominiums. They want to, you know, eminent domain him and get him up out of there. So they send the city inspector in, into his dump. And uh, they're like, hey, yeah, you got to get up out of here. We don't want you here. And the old man's like, hey, man, I- I'm going to tell you a story. And if you don't like the story, I'll leave. No problem. Okay, so he tells a story about him and his name is Percy, his friend Percy. Percy goes to take a piss somewhere in the dump. And then this creature basically shoots out these webs and pulls them in and eats them. Right? I don't know. Percy comes back. He shoots. He's shooting. He's like, hey, man, there's there's something back there, man. And so they got the guns. And mind you, Percy's pants are still hanging off his ass because he was pissing mid, you know, he's mid pissing when this shit came at him. So, you know, they're shooting at or whatever, and shoots out the webs, drags Percy off, right? So then the old man, what's his name? Dave. Dave gets in his fork truck, tracks the, and chases the creature down, right? And he gouges him with the fucking forks. He's about to split him open. He got the shotgun. Then he sees a puppy, right? He sees a puppy. He's like, puppy. And then he remembers puppy. And then he sees Dave, uh, his friend Percy's body kind of float to the top. Then he realizes, hey, this thing, uh, you know, it, it, whatever it kills, it, it it becomes crazy episode. So then, fast forward, the story's over. He's like, oh, you know, interesting story, yeah, yeah. But you still, still got to get out of here. So then, of course, here comes a creature, and it kills the, the it, it eats the city inspector. It eats him, and um, takes the Dave takes his light or whatever, and says something i didn't even catch what he said at the end because i was just so disinterested i was just like you've got to be kidding me so yeah this guy lives in the dump and then the creature comes out like a like a giant giant uh dog and he's playing with the the creature and the dog the creature's acting like a fucking dog like a, it's a huge dog like you know it's just a huge dump dumpster dog whatever you know just of parts right and um Wait a minute, time, I'm sorry, did you go to the one with couples constantly chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- t- it was a time skip. Yeah, yeah, it was, eh, you know, I was like, okay, I see the twist on it. I see the twist on it, you know. Um, Omega Dress, hey, I like to be where, where Beaver. He said, where Beaver. All right, so the next episode, this was kind of, okay, this was my second episode that stuck out to me. It's called Shapeshifters. Shapeshifters, the dogmen. Now, where have we heard dogmen for before? These dogs, two dogmen, they are in the military. They're in the Marines. They're in the, and they're in Afghanistan. And these guys basically are able to, even in a human form, see better, smell better. You know, um, they're like the lead scouts, right? They go out on these scouting missions, and they're able to pinpoint who what does what, find bombs, whatever the case may be. And then, uh, give an example, you get shot. And in the process of him getting shot, you see his vision zoom in, and he lets the guys know exactly what coordinates where to to find the target, whatever the case may be. He's walking barefoot because you know he's, you know he's a dog. He's a dog man. He's half man, half. He's a shapeshifter, right? And then you know he catches flack from the other uh, soldiers because you know they're they're like you know he's just a dog and you're kind, yada yada yada. It's him and his friend, and um, there's some tension, heavy tension. So what ends up happening is. There's another mission, and his friend goes on, on the mission, okay? His friend goes to the mission. There's a lot of heavy fire um, casualties, and his friend's like, yo, let me, what do you guys, okay, 
can we go up there and go help? And the sergeant's like, well, it's going to take us an hour. He said, well, I can run faster than any, you know, I can run for miles. I, I, you know, I can be there in a few minutes. You guys are taking too long. So they let him go. He goes to surveil the, the area. Everybody's slaughtered. Everybody's ripped to shreds. His friend ripped to shreds, right? It was fucked up. So then he, you know, they're like, well, what happened? He's like, well, you know, they got to my friend first and then they killed everybody else one by one. He says, well, what good are you? You, you, you know, you can't even find them. He said, well, I got their scent. All right. Okay, then. So the next day they're out scouting. And then you see, he sees his old Afghanistan, Afghani, old man. And he thought he caught his scent. Then the old man looks at him like, I know who you are. You know who I am. We're going to play this, this. We'll play this game of tag. Then he turns back to look for the old man. The old man's gone. It was the old man and, the, and, and his, I guess, a grandson. They were there and they're gone. Okay. So that night, uh, homeboy, you know, takes off his clothes. He goes on a hunt and he goes looking for the two, uh, the two wolves that had, uh, you know, killed his friend or whatever and, and attacked his, uh, his, his unit. Sure enough, it's that old man. And that old man gets a transforming. And he's all, you know how the, you know how it is in in the, uh, the werewolf movies. The old the old werewolf, he's just big as fucking, just cut. He just he, he's built for war, like he's been through the battles, right? <laughs> so he transforms, man. I'm like, oh shit, the old man might give it to him. Old man might give him that business. And then his and then his grandson transforms too. So it's two on one. And I'm thinking he about to get his ass whooped. And. Uh, He's getting his ass whooped. Let's let's be honest. He he was getting his ass whooped. Don't but don't get me wrong. He wasn't no punk. But then he ends up impaling the grandson on a on a on a sheet of rock or a piece of, or a stick or something. And the old man is coming after him. They fall down a cliff or some shit. I mean, young dude had his ear ripped off. His arm is bitten, hanging off in wolf form. And you know what? I forgot how he killed the old wolf, the old wolf, but he killed the old wolf. Oh no, no, he cr- he crushed his skull. Right? He got on top of him, and he opened his mouth, and he just crushed his his the old man's skull, crushed him. And then you know when they die, they transform back into human form. So then the young boy walks back to the to the base in human form. He's all cut the fuck. He's all beat up. He's just look, you know, he's looking like shit. He's got his ass. He just went to war. So the old the old general's like. Uh, he says something slick to the young dude. Young dude says, you know what? I, I may be an animal, but I'm no longer on your leash. And he gives him his dog tags. He takes his friend's body and he walks out. Now, before he walks out, he walks to the gate. So the same dude he had beef with, the dude, you know, told him to open the gate and let him walk out with his, with his dead friend's body. He buries his friend and he goes off, man. I liked that episode. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. Now, the this one, the next episode is Helping Hand. This was kind of fucked up. Um, if you watch the movie with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney when they're out in space, what 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 movie? What was the name of that movie, y'all? Where he ended up dying and she was alone in space. I totally forgot the name of that that movie. Something like this. So she's out there in, in space and in, in, in outer outer limits of space, and uh, she's out there working uh, a, a screw object hits her pack gravity thank you guys uh Gerald green thank you gravity hits her pack damages her pack damages her oxygen and she knocks her off course so she's away from from the ship so she's like okay like hey I, 
I'm in the jam. Uh, control is like, yeah, I'm, we're sending a rescue team out. They'll they're, they're there in 58 minutes. She's like, nope, my oxygen tanks are damaged. I got 14 minutes of air left. I'm not going to make it. So she's about to black out. She got two minutes of air left. Then she thinks, well, I can use momentum. I can use momentum to, you know, kind of give her the, a boost to get back to the station. So she takes off. She tightens up her hand. Uh, she takes a belt, tightens up, tightens up her arm piece because she's about to, you know, in, in, in the confines of space, you, you will freeze. So she takes off her glove and her hand pretty much starts freezing up. So she throws a glove to give herself momentum to go back towards towards the station. She missed it. She missed the station trying to grab it. I was like, ah, damn. Okay. Okay. Let's see how she gets out of this jam. So she's about to blank out. So her arm is pretty much frozen. She breaks her arm off. She breaks her arm off, her left arm, throws it. The momentum pushes her back. She gets to the station. It goes black because she, she pretty much passed out. Wakes up. She's back in the ship in the station. She's looking pretty beat. Her arm is all wrapped up. And, and you know, she's talking to control. It's like, hey, we thought we lost you. And he say he's and he says, Hey, you need a hand? And she said, Well, speaking of that, and you see the shot of her half, her arm is gone. Uh in story. Yeah, that was savage, Ryan. That was a savage moment. That was a very savage moment. Now let's get into uh Lucky 13. This was pretty good. I like this because you can tell them they use motion capture. The sister that's uh, in this episode is old girl from uh, Orange is the New Black, right? The little, the little short haired, short haired sister. Her, all right. So she's a pilot of a drop ship. They say uh, this 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 ship is unlucky because two crews had died before, but the ship made it back. So she's a rookie pilot. She gets the ship, and her co pilot's like, hey, you know. 13 whatever the case may be you know the ship is you know each, each ship has its own personality and then there's cut scenes where you can see the ship is scanning her and listening to her and scanning different things whatever like this like the ship is sentient to a certain extent and um she's like well i don't believe in that stuff you know it's whatever man so she goes through missions and shit and come out you know uh they come out and it got so she got to the point where the ship was so good at what it did and it's always a it, always able to escape danger you know by the skin of his teeth uh they gave it the title lucky 13 but you know 13 in masonry i'm not gonna get into all that but the ship's numbers added up to 13 as well okay they add up to 13 the number 13 you know y'all do the science behind that i'm not gonna get into all that okay so then their final mission she had an option to go to get a, a better ship. Uh, her sergeant was like, "Yo, you know, we got, we got some, uh, we got some, uh, some Blackhawks. I don't, I forget the name of the ship they called it. I totally forget. Whatever. She didn't want. It. She's like, no, I, I want my bucket of bolts, right? And uh, the final mission had to rescue some Marines. They get shot down, and so she's the last one out, and she sets off the detonation. You know, the, the self destruct." And they're, you know, they're fire, they're shooting back at the guys, whatever. And the time's up. The ship doesn't explode. She's like, oh, my God, it doesn't want to go. And then she's, you know, she goes crazy, starts shooting. Get off my damn ship. Then what the ship did. <laughs> oh, shit, thank you, big dog. Oh, shit, he's holding me back. Shout out to my man, Oh, shit. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and um, 
so what the ship did was wait till all of the enemy combatants got on top of the ship to a for higher uh ground to shoot at them then the ship blows itself up and kills all the combatants and then the rescue ships come in to save everybody so, so she ends up with the new ship and you know she reminisces about the old ship lucky 13 and there's always these cutscenes um to where the ship is always scanning and always analyzing and it's it's aware and you know as as the missions progress she believed in the ship she would do the little ritual thing she would swipe the the plate and after the ship blew up she grabbed the same metal plate that she was swiped she picked it up and whatever and took it whatever the case may be so yeah um this this whole theme of this entire anthology series uh it's like spiritual versus artificial you have at the end of the day i'm I'm gonna continue but the overall theme i got was spiritual either meshing with artificial or spiritual versus artificial either way those are the two polar opposites that you have here uh, in this anthology series now let me just get on to um let's get on to i'm gonna skip zima blue I'm going to finish up with Zima Blue because Zima Blue is so fucking bananas. I'm going to skip to Blind Spot. I'm going to finish up with Zima Blue. Okay. Blind Spot. Um, just like uh, Fast and Furious movies, how they were robbing the tankers for gas. Same thing here. You got three, four robots, cyborgs. They're cyborgs and they're thieves. And they're just trying to steal this particular uh, microchip. Right, same. I mean, look at the car scene. That they got the caravan, you got the truck, you got the cars, and they're speeding. They got to get through all the uh, the defense mechanisms, whatever the case may be. So one by one, they're dying off. Right. So they got the young guy, the young guy, the young kid of the crew. He's the youngest one. He's a new. He's a newbie. So then the ship or the the the, the convoy activate activates its defense mechanism. It's a huge. It's the big robot, whatever the case may be. Yada yada yada. Okay, so they get the chip. He's like, man, I got the chip, but everybody's dead. And then at the end, you see these, uh, you see the, the images of all his dead homies. And he's like, oh, no, we're, we're not dead. You know, before every mission, you know, Bob backs up our, uh, does, a, uh, does a hard drive backup of us just in case, you know, we die, whatever. So his friends are not dead. They're in a hard drive chilling. So he, he got the, they, got, they got the microchip. They got the microchip. I didn't care for the episode, really, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, whatever. Okay. Ice Age. This was cute. Ice Age. Um, Mary Beth Winstead from uh, Scott Pilgrim. If you remember Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Mary Beth Winstead. And to- I think his name's Toby. The guy that played Venom in the, uh, the, the old Spider-Man with uh, Toby McGuire. What's his name? The dude was in that stupid TV show. That 70s show. What was his name, y'all? What was the kid's name from that, that 70s show? The one that had the, had the mean-ass dad and the, and, the, and the crazy mama? Him. He's in this, too. Okay? I thought it was, I thought it was cool, right? Uh, so they opened. They got this old freezer. Topher Grace. Thank you, Lamont. Topher Grace. Yes. Topher Grace and Mary Beth Winstead. All right. Uh, so they got this old uh, refrigerator with the motor at the top. Right. And so they uh, they got the new place and um, 
you know, he goes into the freezer and gets these ice cubes to put in the ice for the drink so they can drink there and celebrate. So then he notices in his ice cube, there's a frozen, there's a tiny frozen mastodon with spears in it. He's like, hey, you see this? And uh, she grabs him. She says, hey, I have, I have a magnifying glass. So they look at it. It's a tiny, tiny mastodon with spears in it. So they go to look in the, in the ice box and pull out more stuff, all the food. Whatever. Then they realize it's cavemen in their ice box. Right. Uh, and then uh, literally over over the course of minutes, they're watching civilization progress. Right. And then you got one scene where they're in the, they're in the industrial revolution and you see two of the uh, little people in the icebox. They're like, hey, why are they looking at us? They're always looking at us, whatever the case may be. And they're watching this thing unfold. Uh, they're advancing literally before their eyes. Right. They're becoming a more um, technolo- technologically advanced, whatever the case may be. And then. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, with all humans, they destroy themselves. They have a war, a nuclear war. And then a, a nuclear bomb goes off and, and it's in Topher's face. He's like, oh, my God, ah, 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 ah. his face is all red. He's like, what the hell? Are they having a war? And you can see his little nuclear bombs go off in, in, in the ice, in the freezer. And they close it. And they're like, whoa, man, is that the end of them? Is it, is, I guess that's it, huh? And so the next day they come back and they open up the icebox again. And then it's like futuristic. You can see them advancing even further with the technology and, and, the, advance, and the advancements. So then how humans are supposed to do they advance so much they leave the uses of all the physical right they leave the physical and they go into the higher the higher planes of self they ascend it right and they all merge and there's this point and they all disperse i was like oh that was dope i liked it yeah singularity point yeah 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 gene yes it was it was it was cute. It was slick. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Right? Once you get to a certain level, there's a, a, a physical certain ceiling that you have. And after you get past that, man, you, you go on to the next. And that's what they did. They they evolved to the point they went to the next dimension. That's correct. Okay. Alternate histories. So the theme behind this one is a multi-university where they specialize in multiverses which is all you know it's all the rage now uh come on that's bullshit delphi cinema what do you mean that's what happened did you even watch it earth is flat space is fake okay uh, okay yeah we're not here for that today bro that we're not here for that yeah yeah almighty justice and also did you see the phallic symbol and in the future it was shaped like a penis yeah Okay, so um, alternate histories, it, it, it's an example of a multiverse is with Hitler. They use Hitler as it, and um, it gives all these different scenarios of how Hitler would die. I didn't care for it. The, the, I guess the only interesting part was at the very end is when you're not supposed to, because Hitler from the future came to see Hitler from the past. And they said as they were about to touch fingers, like the the, the, the famous painting, um, it's like you, you know, your 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 future self is never supposed to touch your your past self, or basically you would basically destroy whatever the case. Eh, eh. I was like, ah, eh, that, I, that, I didn't have to watch that one, but I watched it anyway. Anyway, 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 anyway. Okay, 
let's get to the secret war. The secret war. This I liked. I'm not saying this was my top three, but this was def- definitely watchable. Um, so you got the Russian Red Army. Um, they are fighting a plague of creatures that was summoned from another dimension. Just like out of, it, it reminded me of the the summoning sequence of Hellboy. So if you watch this, um, it had the evil German head honcho, the scientist, and you got the occult, you got the people with the symbols and the signs, and you know, you got the symbol, whatever, and they summon the creature, and all these creatures come through, and it kills the people, whatever the case may be, so now it's spreading worldwide, and you know, Russia's in the, in the, in the midst of bullshit, and um, they're fighting off these creatures, whatever the case may be, so basically, they come, so they find out what really happened is one of the majors, a dead major, had a notebook. And then they realized it in the notebook it said, okay, these creatures from another dimension, they were summoned, yada yada yada. And so one of his lieutenants was like, Well, don't you think we should go tell our higher ups what we found? And he says, No, they're gonna kill they would kill us for even us knowing what happened, what really happened, right? So then they find a lair, they go to a lair, and they try to blow it up and kind of, you know, do a cave-in thing. It didn't work because now they got shitload of creatures, so they make their last stand. The, the, the captain sends his son off as a survivor and says, hey, let them know what the fuck's going on. He's like, nah, dad, I want to stay here and die with you. He's like, no, son. You didn't know it was a son until the very end, basically. Uh, sends them off. They make their last stand. You know, they fight violently, but they still get their asses whooped because these creatures are no joke. Odinga, Odinga is finally back in the house. I told you I fixed it, bruh. Right? Uh, the episode could be a real story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so then they all they get killed. They all die. And, um, of course, the last stance, uh, the, the father, he's maimed and he's about to die out. And he hits, he sits down, whatever, and got the flare because they don't like light. And he flips the bomb and they blow the bomb up, whatever, and blows up a bunch of the creatures. And, and now there's more creatures. And just like out of Starship Troopers, here come the here comes the, the, the ships, the cavalry, and they're just dropping bombs on the creature. And the creatures start starting to scurry away. They're running. It's literally, literally a repeat of Starship Troopers when they started dropping bombs on the on the uh, insects, right? I was like, ah, yeah, it was doing so well. And I was like, ah, man. Okay, okay. Now, let us get to the highlight of this entire anthology series Zima Blue. Goddamn. This is the deepest episode. This was so fucking deep. Oh, my goodness. Let's get into it. Zima Blue. Let's call it what it is. He was a black man. Okay. But just rock with me on this one okay well i don't say he's black he took on the the appearance he had the appearance of a melanated a melanated brother okay he had the voice of the brother he had the complexion of a brother right let me just get that out the way first this guy is a world-renowned artist right this guy started off as as as, as drawing caricatures whatever doing portraits and then he was always looking for the deeper meaning of life. Like he was one of those guys, always looking for the deeper meaning of life. You know, life, he, he's never satisfied. He, he wants to know why, what is this? Why, 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 why? 
So he about to, he about to unveil his final, his last, uh, his last mural. So now starting off, you know, he would do these grandiose murals. I mean, these things are the size of buildings. That's how grandiose his shit was. And then and then he would start throwing in these blue. He had this particular color blue. And he put it right in the middle of his murals. And then it would get bigger and more abstract in shape and bigger and more abstract in shape. Got to the point where this dude literally painted an asteroid belt blue. Okay. So then it goes into what they thought was his backstory. They assumed he was a man that went to this offshoot planet to get um, cybernetic enhancements. No, 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 no. So they all thought he was a human. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Plot twist like a motherfucker. So he invites this reporter out to tell his final story, right? On the eve of his final mural to be displayed. He's telling her story. And it's like, they're telling the story at the same time, but giving his backstory, whatever the case may be. So then he's like, you know, all my life I've been looking for, you know, what is this and what is that? So he tells her, he says, hey, you know, this pool that I dug up to be restored. There was a there was a there's a little robot that used to clean the pool created by this sister. Oh, this is some deep shit, y'all. Just rock with me real quick. This black woman. Created these robots to make life her to enhance her life. She created this little pool cleaning robot, right? And she would always upgrade this robot. And then it got to the point where she was able to upgrade the robot to the point where the robot can figure out what's the best way to clean this pool, right? Then she dies. This is a sister that did this. Okay, now you, you can get into the whole. Black woman, God, I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not going to get into the mother cosmos, mother goddess, uh, the vagina is the, is, is, is the galaxy. I'm not going to get into all that, but I'm just saying they're putting it out there. So then he's passed down from owner to owner. Each owner adds their own little upgrades to this robot. This robot goes, he goes from cleaning pools to, to cleaning the homes. He goes to cooking for the, for the people he had he's got so much advancement and now so many upgrades, he literally becomes sentient. And he's telling this woman this reported this shit, and she's like, What? What do you mean? I thought you were a man. Yeah, I thought you were a man with machine parts. Not a machine with 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 man parts. Right? She's blown, she's mind blown. And he said, Sometimes I don't even remember what I was before. Right. He, it, the, the delineation for him, he's, he's starting to forget what it was like to be before he became what he is. Oh, my God. Deep, deep shit. Deep shit. So the pool's restored. It's got the pool in the water. It's got the crazy color, the Zima blue. Right. And then he, he, <laughs> he as he's telling her the story, he said, you know, as a as when I was cleaning the pool, the first thing I ever saw was this color. He said. As this pool cleaning robot, I took pleasure in this a job being well done. I took simple pleasures in cleaning this pool with this particular color. He gives her uh, a shard of the color. He said that he said the manufacturer called it Zima Blue. 
So getting to the to the unveiling, as he's swimming in the pool, he says, uh, he's, as he's telling her this, he's telling her the story or what he's going to do, right? Past tense, coupled with him swimming in the pool as in real time. So he says, I, as, as I immerse myself in the pool, I'm going to shut down my higher brain functions. All in front of the crowd, the people are watching this shit. They're like, oh, my God, this is an awesome display. And we're taking pictures and shit. And ooh, the, 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 the mastery, the visuals. Oh, this man is literally self-destructing and undoing all of his parts in the pool. And the people are like, what the fuck? He's not, he's not human? And you see him just lose all his parts. And then all, as all, all the parts dissipate, you see that the little cleaning bot, that, that the original robot pool cleaning cleaner come out of him. And it goes to cleaning the pools. And he said, all this time, I'm going home. God damn. That's a, all this time he's been searching for meaning of life and he found it in the simplest shit just he was oh my god man listen this shit should be in the motherfucking psychology class this shit was so goddamn deep y'all so many fucking levels to this shit wow 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 listen don't watch no other episode but zima blue don't watch no other episode this man went to the edge of the cosmos do you understand this man went to the edge of the universe looking for the answers. And the answers was in him. The whole, just the simple shit inside of him the whole goddamn time. Nigga. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was so deep. It was so deep. I was like, what? Is it that simple? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Man, listen. Don't watch any other episode first. Watch Zima Blue first. My description of this does not do it any justice. This was an immaculate, immaculately told story. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. The visuals was cool. But and then they hear the dude's voice, you know. Oh, it, it was oh my god. Oh, y'all got please go watch that shit. Please, you you it, it you will be it will benefit you to watch that episode. I I I shit you not. If you don't watch that episode and come off like what and just think about life in a whole different. If it doesn't even just alter your your thought on, on life just a little bit. You know what I mean? So, um, wow. Zima Blue, y'all. Zima fucking Blue. They did that shit. Shout out to whoever uh, did that story. I got to do some research and look out and look who did that. Because that was a beautiful story. It was so damn deep. I mean, they're all deep. Don't get me wrong. But that one, that one was, wow. Wow. That was the, that was season one. I hope they keep doing this shit. Netflix is putting foot to ass on everybody. I, I, you know, I haven't seen anything like this on Hulu, Crackle, Amazon Prime. Netflix 
is so is so next level with with its shows and 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 its occult um you know content man it's so next level so next level it's 18 episodes Stefan 18 episodes fuck all that all you need to do is watch Zima Blue nothing else would even matter at that point you know um wow wow yeah that that was it y'all i i'm 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 it it was beautiful man i was like oh shit he, he like watching it and then it's like in your head that the, the clouds part and sunlight and you hear the, oh it's like oh shit i get it i get it <laughs> curious world my man's Yo, yes, sir. It is called Love, Death, and Robot. Robots. It's an anthology series on Netflix. My man, please go check it out. Please go check it out. I was utterly, yes, I was blown away, uh, Stefan. Blown away. Beautiful. Beautiful. You, when, I can't recall the last time I watched a movie that damn deep. You know what I'm saying? Prince O'Mill. He's a Zima Blue. <laughs> it's crazy, y'all. Cra- Please don't watch watch that episode first. Think into all the other stuff. I mean, like I said, it's all 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 the all the stuff are good. Different different types of animation. Um, some of that old school hand drawn um that I like. I personally like the heavy that like the heavy metal type of an- animation that I like. Uh that was in um what was that episode called that I that I liked? It was yeah, good hunting. It had that style to it. But yo. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? I missed one episode, y'all. Fish night. Fish night. Let's get into fish night. Fish night. Two salesmen, one old, one young. The car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. And at the and then at night, right? The desert turns into almost like an ethereal swimming pool right you see all these fish and the young guy's like oh my god i want to go swim i want to go swimming the old man's like hey man hey okay it's all cool and all man just chill just chill the young dude takes off his clothes he literally goes up into the in, into the plane he's swimming with these with these ethereal fish right but you know like any other ocean or any other uh body of water there are predators in that motherfucker right Sure enough, there's a shark. The young man's like, hey, yo, turn around. Stop. Come back. It's this big, red, great white. I don't know if it was a great white or a megalodon. This fucking shark was huge. And dude's just swimming with the fish. Sure enough, you know, when a shark pulls up on his victim and all the other shit, all, all, all the fish scatter, the fish scatter at the last moment. He turns around. He gets eaten by the shark. It was a meg. It looked like a megalodon. Goddamn! And the young boy got ate up in his. Sh- the young boy in the ethereal plane literally he d- got ate up, and you can see the shark is swimming away. You see the blood trail. You know how sharks like really get down and eat shit out of you. He's done. And the old man's like, "That's why I forgot about fish night. I forgot about fish night." But uh, yo, that's my that is my anthology short story movie review for Love, Death, and Robots. Please, I just listen. I don't care what your nationality is. I don't care about your ethnicity. I don't care. I don't care what color you call yourself. 
please watch Zima Blue. If you don't do nothing else, that shit, just you, if it doesn't resonate with you as just as a, as a, as, as a spiritual being in the physical form, you're already dead. You know what I'm saying? If this doesn't jerk you in some some way, shape, form, of, if you just don't, it doesn't tug at you some way, you're dead. If this, you, if you don't feel anything after watching this episode, you're you're dead. You're you're a spiritually dead person. So, with that being said, I'm gonna get out of here. And um, <laughs> goddamn, I thank y'all for hanging out with me. I'm, I'm uh, uh tomorrow. I'm gonna come back with a live stream. Uh, yeah, y'all. Yeah, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Check out that episode. Just don't watch nothing else first. Zima Blue. That's it. So I'm gonna get out of here. Shout out to everybody in the chat. I'm sorry if I didn't get you. If I didn't get everybody in the chat. Um, Chief Wi-Fi, I hear you. Ryan, Gene, uh, Delphine, um, American Indian, uh, All Day Page, Art. I see you, bruh. Yo, curious, my man. My, yo, curious about to hit hundred thousand in 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 no time. We at we at seventy five thousand right now, bro. Eight letter, Amina, uh, Monique. Yo, I didn't get you. I'm sorry, Hurricane Baby Jesus, Prince O'Mill, Stefan. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. But yo, please, Timekeeper, my my guy, I can never forget you, bro. Please, Odinga, if y'all don't do shit else today, watch that episode, and I will I will be more than happy. To come back tomorrow and discuss this shit with y'all again, like, man, I don't, I don't, I, I guess I'm, I'm being weird right now because it really uh, impacted me. I don't know about y'all, who, whoever, who's, who's already seen the episode. It has deeply impacted me to the point where I don't have words. Like I'm just like, wow, like that. Somebody. Whoever created that episode, okay, and whoever gave the green light at Netflix to let that shit be shown, y'all pay attention, okay? Despite all the fuck shit you see going on in the world and New Zealand and and then so I heard another shooting somewhere take place. Y'all pay attention to what they are, are allowing you to view and watch and witness, okay? They didn't do this shit just for shits and giggles, okay? An episode like that should have never come out. It should have, it should have, an episode like that should have never come out had not you know the universe saw fit right so um wow it, it deeply moved me I'm deeply moved by the episode so uh, with that being said I'm, I'm gonna get out of here Candace eight letter you know I, I think I might I need I need a drink after watching that you know so that's how deep this shit is Almighty Justice Lamont uh I'm gonna get out of here I'm putting this on the movie review channel so uh I implore you all. Even if you've seen it already once, watch it again. I mean, so I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace.